What's happening, everyone? I am Peter Waitzman, founder of Expedition Money, a financial wellness program that is designed to work for you. And I wanted to come to you here with today's episode of the podcast, Trail Markers, just stuff to help you along the way on your expedition to financial freedom. So I wanted to talk to you about the new White House mortgage rule. I don't wanna get into the specifics. So many people have already covered this, right? So many people have gone into depth on what this is. There is some confusion. I will probably talk a little bit more about it in the future so that you can understand its total impact to you. But just in general, when you get a mortgage, right? If you have a 780 credit score and you're applying for a car loan, you're going to get a lower interest rate because you're a better credit risk than someone with a 590 or 630 or whatever, right? So the new mortgage rule adds a bit of additional interest to the people that are above the seven something mark. And some of the people in the 600s will get a little bit of a discount on their rate. And a lot of people are talking about the fairness of this. Now, I don't think it's fair either. I don't think that you have worked hard your whole life to get a good credit score. Certainly for me, I was in the 500s when it started to sink in how bad shape I was. And so I worked on that, got myself out of debt, talked about it in my book here, how to get out of debt fast. So if you want that, you can pick that up on Amazon. The audiobook is coming very soon here. But I think the issue to me is not necessarily how much it'll impact you. If you get big loans, it can certainly impact you a lot more than say a small loan, right? But if you're getting something that's government backed, it certainly will affect you. But regardless of whether it was a lot or a little, to me, I wanna to talk to you about why you don't want it. And I don't even want to address the people on the high end, right? The people with the good credit scores. So a lot of you here already probably have great credit scores and you're wondering how does this affect me and this isn't fair and I'm outraged by it. And for me, I would have to pay more if I were getting a mortgage. But I think that you should be thinking about this even if you are the recipient of the subsidy to the interest rate, right? So let's say you're 620, 630, 640, whatever it might be, where you're gonna get a little bit of a discount on your interest rate. I think you should not want this. And there's a couple reasons. There's a bunch of reasons why you may say you don't want it, but you'd probably be like, why wouldn't I, Pete? Doesn't it help make it more affordable to me? One, first of all, it's not super material, right? So you could find a house that maybe is slightly smaller, 99%, 98% as good as you wanted it. But that's beside the point, even if it were a 50% discount or whatever it might be, right? The issue to me is that when the government gives you something, the government can taketh away something, right? So what's to say that they don't decide that you owe that money back or maybe it was a forgivable, cancelable debt that you owe income on or whatever it is, right? And I'm not saying that's gonna happen. Just because it's here right now doesn't mean it will exist forever. Another administration, another change in laws or whatever could make these things disappear. And you might have now counted on this. So it's not like you couldn't take advantage of it right now, but the reality is this isn't like a free market system. There's no like natural arrangement here that's happening, blossoming out of the greater macroeconomic environment, right? This is something that is nudging all these lenders that are affected artificially, just arbitrarily. And that's not necessarily sustainable. It's sustainable as long as whoever the entity behind it that's forcing you to do it can ensure that it's going to stay in place. So that's one thing is the longevity of it. But the second piece and the greater piece to me is that I know a number of people who have some disabilities, some severe, some fairly mild, really severe in some cases, people that can't move like regular people who can't 
obviously do steers, people who can't breathe the right way, whatever it might be. And I can tell you the one thing that is common about them all is that while they want accommodation, they want fairness and equal access to things, what they don't want is a handout. I think there's a saying that says you want help up, not a hand out. And the reality is most people just don't want a handout. They want to show their own independence. They want to move under their own steam with, like I said, the accommodation that is fair to them. But most people don't want to do something and just always win because everyone else is actually sandbagging or everyone else is just giving up. There's a video online about a high schooler, I am assuming, who is wrestling for his high school team. And I don't know that much about it. There's just some commentary. Obviously, he is massively physically handicapped. My guess is cerebral palsy or something like that because I had a friend growing up that had a similar situation. But obviously, can't walk, not very strong, emaciated, and going into a wrestling match, which is one of the most physical hardest sports to participate in and a buddy of mine was prolific in that in high school and man I thought I was in good shape in high school and sometimes just on the weekends we'd go at it and dude I would never stand a chance but the reality is in this video this kid who probably has no business being there is wrestling with this other kid and as the commentator is saying that if the other kid were just to fall on the ground and pull him on top of him it would be a handout it would be artificial. It wouldn't even look real. The kid would know that he didn't accomplish anything. It would rob him of everything that he's trying to do there. And yet the other kid, the opponent, the healthy, strong kid who obviously could win at any moment, puts up a fight for several minutes, falling and grabbing him and participating in the sport of wrestling in a way that is equal to this kid's level. And yet he still manages to somehow lose in the end, which is heartwarming. And so what I liked about this is it's an example of the delicate balance of showing that you can help people out without handing the win out to them. And to me, adjusting the mortgage rates, well, it's not necessarily a huge thing. It's a handout. It's just giving someone something, not necessarily because they couldn't get anything anyway, right? Well, if you're getting a discount on your interest rate, it's not because you didn't qualify, it's because the interest rate would have been slightly higher. So the reality is you could, under your own steam, buy a house. It just might not be the exact house that you want. It might be 95% of the house that you wanted. It might be 95% of the house that you could get under the program. But what I'm saying is that while certainly all of us try to take advantage of the opportunities and the programs that are available, and if this is available to you and it's going to get you into the house you want, I would certainly encourage you to do it. However, all I'm saying is that I think down deep, all of us want to believe that our accomplishments are the fruit of our own labors. And the more we give away things, even if you are the recipient of it, you are going to start being conditioned that what you have is not the result of your own inputs. It's not the result of your own ingenuity or creativity or effort or strength or passion, right? It's because someone else just had that power and gave it to you. It's one of the reasons why I don't like the word empower because it implies that one person has power and they temporarily lend power to someone else. You know, that is not empowering you. A lot of people use the word empowering. Hey, 
I'm going to do something, and then you are going to change and you are going to be powerful after that. That is not empowering. King, leaving his kingdom and giving his second-in-command the power while he is gone, but then takes that power back when he gets there, is empowering that person for a period of time. Catalyzing change is different. Catalyzing change is me doing something with you that changes you permanently and yet doesn't change me. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to see. And that's what I want to bring more of is more catalysts to your life that change your life that aren't empowering, that aren't temporarily giving you something from the government or charity or anything else, right? Because I don't have the power to discount your interest rate. But what I want to do is give you tools, knowledge, resources, zigzag thinking so that you can attack your problems in a way that makes you the originator of that change. So despite the fact that this program is, I think, in full force right now, a lot of people will cover it. I don't think even if you are the beneficiary or the recipient of the program or certainly the people that are on the other side of it that don't like it. But even if you are the recipient, I don't think you should want it. Craft your own future. Blaze your own trail. That's what I'm hoping for you. So if you want more, check us out and stay tuned for more episodes of Trail Markets Podcast where I'm going to share lots more updates to help you on your journey to financial independence. I'll see you later.